What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Jason Crystal, who's a co-founder of MyVenture. Welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you on. Uh, you're you're in my favorite space, so I'm very excited to kind of dive in. For people that haven't heard of, of your company or MyVenture, kind of, what are you working on? What's MyVenture? Yeah, so my venture is an equity crowdfunding mobile app. It's on iOS and Android. And we're really focused on early stage companies raising their friends and family round, their seed round. They're typically post-product early revenue. Um, we have all sorts of companies on there, everything from a vitamin drink that's in Whole Foods. Uh, there's a biotech company. There's a faith-based streaming service. We just launched an art NFT marketplace. So um, there's eight campaigns that are active on the platform right now and, and really different companies, awesome founders. So what does it take to get, um, to get listed on my venture? If someone like had a company, let's say they had a product, maybe early revenue is, do they have to apply or is it kind of self-serve or kind of walk us through the user experience for, uh, for a founder? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So, uh, we are regulated by FINRA and the SEC as, uh, what's called a funding portal. So as a funding portal, we have, to, uh, we have to perform what are called supervisory duties on the companies. So we do background checks on the owners. We, they have to be legal entities, either an LLC or a corp. Uh, we verify that. Uh, the onboarding process, typically you find us on our website is um, you know, myventure.com and myventure.com. And we have what's called the raise page, which is geared toward founders, early stage founders. You could read about how it works. There's FAQs and educational materials there. And you can fill out a contact form. Once you fill out the contact form, uh, generally, you know, I talk to you about equity crowdfunding, answer any questions you have. If it seems like a good fit, we send uh, onboarding materials, which is where we collect all the collateral, like the pitch video, product pictures, um, you know, everything that you would kind of see in a deck, you know, uh, what's the competitive landscape, how big's the market, uh, financial history, financial forecast. We, pull, we compile that all together for the founder into um, a document that's called a Form C. We give it to them to review or review with their counsel. And then once they verify that that's correct, we'll build the campaign based on the information that's provided in that document. And then uh, we give them access to it so only they can see it. We make sure that everything is in their voice, it's their tone, they're comfortable, all the information is accurate. Then it'll launch and the app is coming soon. And, and on its launch day, it'll go live. Typically, campaigns are active for about three, four months. Um, and that's that's about what the process looks like. There's some there's some agreements in there. We open up an escrow. 
Um, we sign a listing agreement. They review the subscription agreement. Um, but that's essentially how it all works. And tell me a little bit about kind of the origin story here. Why did you decide to start my venture? Yeah. So uh, crowdfunding is super exciting, especially investment crowdfunding. Um, it only became legal in 2016 for unaccredited investors, you know, through the Jobs Act and, and Title III to invest in companies um, at this type of stage. So typically, you know, investment crowdfunding is something that's kind of been reserved only for, for wealthy people. Um, other ways that they keep people out is really, really high minimums on raises and, and um, you know, so it's something that uh, um, really has been becoming uh, more and more viable for companies to use as they see the benefits of investment crowdfunding. So we really knew that we wanted to get into this space um, because we believe in the disruptive, I hate that word, but uh, we really believe that like it, it has the potential to um, really level the playing field. Um, another good classic, uh, level the playing field for founders and investors. So, um, you know, you, you know, talking to all these founders better than anybody, uh, 75, 80% of venture capital is deployed in California, New York, and Boston, um, which is just crazy if you think about it. There's great companies that are all over the place. If you're in, you know, Texas or Oklahoma or Wisconsin or, you know, where we are in Florida, if you want to invest in your friend's company, until recently, there was no, there was no legal or compliant way to do that. But you can go buy lottery tickets. You can, and, you know, there's all sorts of other stuff that the government will let you do. Um, so, so that's really why we wanted to get into this. Uh, we wanted to make it really uh, user friendly uh, for investors as well. Um, so that's that's why our, our app is uh, is mobile first. Um, but yeah, that's that was really the motivation uh, for starting this. My partner uh, Luigi Perrin. And I'm curious. What when you wake up and you start working on this, like what do you spend your your time on? Like, are you talking to founders, investors, building partnerships, like shipping code? Do you, like, what's a day in the life for yeah. you as you work on the company? So, so it's a marketplace. Marketplaces are always brutal. You know, you got to stand up essentially two businesses simultaneously. Um, so, so whatever you know, um, marketplace in general, startups always cost more and take longer than you think. I would say marketplaces take. Cost, cost even more and even longer uh, is, is the advice that I give to people who are starting platforms that are two-sided markets. Um, the first thing, there's no, there's no product without the regulatory license. In order to obtain the regulatory license, um, you need to have a working product to demo uh, for, for FINRA and the SEC. So, um, you know, def definitely doing market research um, is key. Uh, talking to founders and investors about what types of companies that they want to see, um, seeing, you know, what else is out there, um, and then making sure that, you know, uh, we're differentiated from those things. There's really a hole at the friends and family uh, stage where, um, you know, it's it sounds a little crazy, but for people who have gone through it, uh, it's actually easier to raise a series A, B, or C than it is to raise uh, a seed round. Um, even though it doesn't sound so intuitive, you might be raising 15 or $20 million versus hundred grand. Um, it's harder. <laughs> um, so, so I think that, uh, um, and there's lots of reasons for that, but, but I think that that's why having uh, a marketplace, um, where people can, uh, find founders and startups that they really believe in that resonate with them and be able to back them for as little as $25 is, is really important. And that's, that's, that's what we're doing here. 
And then as you continue to work on this, like what, what do you think it looks like in a decade or two? Or in other words, like what's the big vision for my venture and what direction are you rowing in every day? Yeah. So the landscape, you know, we never know, right? But it, we, we, what we do know is it will look different. So, uh, and I think that the, the big players and the traditional routes also, also recognize kind of um, that things are going to look different. So we're seeing more micro VCs and angel groups. We're seeing more of them uh, not trying to, it, when investment crowdfunding first came out, it, you know, the, they could kind of ignore it. They could say, oh, you don't really want crowdfunded investors on your cap table. People are going to think crowdfunding is the option of last resort. If you did crowdfunding, that meant that you couldn't raise money through these traditional means. And now that myth has really been dispelled by a lot of really great companies that are going to be tremendously successful raising money using crowdfunding. Um, and there's all sorts of, uh, of ways to, um, to remedy the, the cap table issues and things like that with SPVs, uh, special purpose vehicles, um, to really make crowdfunding viable for everybody at every stage. The cap just recently uh, increased also from a million seven to, to five million. Um, so it's for even later stage companies, it's becoming viable. And on a Reg A plus, you can raise up to 75 million. So, so what, we're, what we're starting to see is a lot of angel groups, a lot of micro VCs are thinking about how do we partner with crowdfunding? How do we use crowdfunding um, as something that can be an advantage and, and not, uh, not, not view them as a direct competitor? So we're seeing a lot of that. I think that that's gonna continue. I think that um, we're gonna continue to see regulatory changes that make it um, better for investors and, and uh, startups. Um, and, you know, we've seen that over the, over the past few years. So I think crowd, crowdfunding is going to continue to grow. And I think retail investing is going to continue to grow now that people are really involved in stocks using things like Acorns and Robinhood um, and kind of uh, the fear of uh, investing in things like that is kind of subsiding. I think people are going to start to explore what other things can I invest in? Um, and, you know, investing in startups, obviously extremely risky, um, you know, it shouldn't make up hundred percent of anyone's portfolio. Um, but they, they do have high potential returns. Um, and as a percentage of a portfolio, I think startups should be in there. There's a, there's a reason for wealthy investors that they're in there again, not, not investment advice, but, you know, I think as a percentage of people's portfolios, it makes sense. So I, I think we're going to see more, uh, more involvement on all sides. And then if, if, um, you know, if someone's hearing this and like that, that's, that's super ambitious. Um, but like, you know, I always ask, you know, you're going to need some help to make it happen, right? It takes a village to make a startup work. So my question for you is how, how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you looking for founders, looking for backers, looking for backers for yourself? Like, I guess like how, how, how can we assist? Yeah, this is my favorite question. Um, because not, not, uh, because the way that, that people can help us most is actually by supporting the founders and the startups that are on our platform. Um, so uh, there's, there's companies on there. When you log on to the app, you, you can listen to pitch videos. There's a pitch video that the founder does for every single campaign. So we require that there be a pitch video for every campaign of the founder actually talking about their company. All the information that you need to make a decision um, is in there. And if it's not in there and you still have questions, we have a Q&A section where you can actually ask the founder questions. They get a push notification and an email right to their phone. Most of them respond within 24 hours. Um, so you can ask them, you know, whatever you want that's not in there. 
Um, they do business updates, so you can uh, receive their business updates as, as their businesses are progressing over the course of their campaign. So the best way to help us is to support the founders on the platform. Um, find, find a founder or an idea or both that really resonate with you. Um, put some money in there, send us your feedback. Um, you know, always happy to have virtual coffees with anyone who's going to provide us feedback on, on the app. Uh, you know, just, just reach out to me. And then for my last question, if someone did want to reach out or learn more, how can they find you online? Do you have a website or social media handle or like an email address? How can someone learn more? Yeah. On, on the about us page, you can, you can find me there. Uh, there's a way to email me directly. You can find me on LinkedIn, uh, really responsive on LinkedIn, Jason Crystal, or just email me, uh, Jason at myventure.com. Um, happy to, uh, respond, respond to anyone who has some feedback, has some questions, whether you're on the investment side or you're on the startup founder side. Um, love speaking to people, especially about crowdfunding. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. I uh, appreciate your time.